as we uh, dig into today, we've, we've been going through spiritual disciplines and, you know, we talked about the four inward, inward disciplines of meditation, uh, prayer, fast, and study. Um, so we talked about the four inward disciplines and then we focused on four outward disciplines and we talked about simplicity, solitude, submission, and service. And like, a, you know, like we always have the, the messages recorded. So if, if you missed any of that, you can go back and listen to it. And, and again, you know, it was to, to go through these uh, disciplines, the point of it was to, to draw us into a deeper relationship with, with Jesus. You know, it's not to do a discipline just for the sake of disciplines. It's, it's hey, I want to be closer with Jesus. I, I want to um, mature in my walk with Christ. Because as I've said many times, and I will state the rest of my life, you know, God has a mission and a plan, purpose for us. And that is to go and make disciples. And the, the more we follow Jesus and we're in relationship with Jesus, the more we're going to understand that plan, the more we're going to be equipped for that plan and fulfill that plan ultimately. And so that's, that's really my aim here is uh, to, to get us to learn to listen to the voice of God, to be still, to, to you know, meditate, to draw from God, uh, all these things. And so I hope you've been encouraged with those. We have four more we're going to do. They're a, a corporate thing. And I'm going to wait till we're back together. Um, probably not next Sunday, but uh, when, you know, we, we kind of get uh, back in the, the flow of being back together at church to go through those. So we're going to, we're going to take a break here just for a minute. And today I just, today is kind of, I just wanted to be a, a reminder, an encouragement to you of, of what we're doing. Um, there's a, uh, there's a passage in Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 1, I wanted to read to, to kind of open up things. Second um, uh, Peter chapter 1, I, I love this, this passage right here. It uh, goes through these different things that we're supposed to make every effort in, into our life, like pour every effort in, into, into these things, and he lists some things right there. Um, but I wanted to, to focus on verse 12. Because after he, after he goes through all those things, he says, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. Um, so first Peter, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. Um, and Peter just is saying right there, I'm, I'm going to keep bringing this up because it's important. And those qualities are very important and, and it's a whole nother sermon series. But I, I love that verse because I, I do think we need reminded. Uh, we need our compass reset sometimes, uh, just what we're doing, you know, and why we're, why we're doing all this. There's something greater than ourselves going on in, in this whole thing of life. And so... All the things that we're doing, I hope, are pointing into one direction. And I hope that direction is Jesus Christ and, and our love for the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And through, through that, through uh, the indwelling of God in us and the Holy Spirit, we're able to accomplish something that we could never accomplish on our own. And so through the spiritual disciplines, we grow in our maturity and ultimately, I believe, our effectiveness 
in making disciples, in making a kingdom impact on those around us. And and again, if 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 that's not in play, then why are why are we here? You know, what is this about? Why why is everything written the way it is and, and all that kind of stuff? So uh, Miss Alicia very graciously before all this started put on the sign, do your part. And and that just is gonna continue on. It has nothing to do with the pandemic, right? Um, it has to do with us doing our part in this walk with Jesus. And I just wanted to remind us today what that is. So we're going to go through some scriptures. I'm just going to talk for a little bit. And, and again, I, you know, I, I said this a few times. I said it last week. I, I hope that you're dialoguing through some of this with your family. Um, it, was, it was really cool last week to um, hear my crew talk about service and what they were going to do and, and, uh, and just hear that from a, a child's perspective was pretty neat. And, and what it all meant. So I hope you're doing those things. I hope you guys are having conversations about this stuff. And this is a great one, you know, the discipleship conversation. And I, I think it's one that we need to have and we need to be uh, talking through. So I'm going to read uh, 2 Corinthians. We're going to flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And if you have those little, you know, headings above passages of Scripture, this one says the ministry of reconciliation. Um, and so I want to read it to you starting in verse 11 and we'll go through the end of the chapter there. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 11. It says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others, but what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all and therefore all have died and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Man, doesn't that fit in well with our disciplines we've been talking about? Like this truly surrendering ourselves and wanting to be um, consumed and controlled by Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we're, we're on mission for him. We're not out for our own good. We're out for the good of others. And, and so it just really fits right along with what we've been talking about. And then in verse 16, it says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is Christ. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, 
be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What a powerful scripture. I love that passage of scripture. You all, if you've come to Cross Plains very much, you know that I love that passage of scripture. I read it a lot. Um, but there's just so much depth to that, and, and there's so much uh, that we can take away. And, and it just piggybacks right off of the Great Commission. You know, that it, it is our responsibility. It is our call as followers to, to help people be reconciled to God. And that's really ultimately the discipleship process that we talk about so often. It, it, and it's not some chore. It's not some, it's, it's relationships, right? And it's not one person's job to disciple everybody. It, it's a group effort. It's a team effort. It's why we're the church. It's why we get to come together, all of our strengths and all of our weaknesses. And this, you know, these puzzle pieces, I always love that thought. All these puzzle pieces coming together to create this this amazing picture. And it, it works best when everyone's doing their part. And some of us are in, in, a, in a season of life where we're learning about things and we're not ready to, to quite take a hands-on approach. And some of us are ready to kind of take the next step. And the, the elders and I, we've been going through a discipleship uh, study guide. And, you know, they talk about uh, sharing your story, you know, and maybe you're at a place where you're ready to share your story, or maybe maybe you need more people to share with you right now. Maybe you need encouraged. Maybe you need uh, uh, affirmed even, um, your faith lifted up, just any of that stuff. Or maybe maybe you need connected to a deeper level. You know, we've been, we've been doing home groups now for a little while, and we're going to continue to do those, and, and I hope they grow and they're healthy. And that's, that's another way of being connected. Or, you know, we have a, a Sunday school time that we have a, a kids program and we have um, an adult, adult program and, and there's other places to get connected. And then just in relationships with people uh, throughout the body of believers here at Cross Plains. And so maybe you're at a, you're, maybe you're at a connect level or maybe you're at a, a ministry level and you're, you're ready to take that next step and really get involved um, and, and get plugged in and take some ownership in the work that's going on in, in the church and in the community. And, or maybe you have some new ideas. Maybe it's something we're not doing yet. Or maybe you're ready to, to take on some discipleship responsibilities and you, you want to, you're eager to learn about that and, and really take, take a, a, a more uh, hands-on role in the discipleship process and the discipling of another person. You know, because really... Uh, I hope I hope at the end of our days that we pass on this legacy of Jesus Christ like he did, right? He passed on his legacies in the disciples and then they passed it on and they passed it on and they passed it on. And, you know, here we are thousands of years later and we're, we're still following in the steps of Jesus. So it matters, you know, that we leave this this behind. And so we're responsible for this this ministry of reconciliation and and. I, I want us to all do our part, and it's easier when we are doing this together. When you mess up or you make mistakes, and you have somebody to bounce ideas off of or go through this with, and uh, somebody who this isn't their first rodeo. You know, maybe they've been down this journey, or they've they've they got stuck in the same place. Maybe that you've gotten stuck, and you're able to just share and sharpen one another and encourage one another through this. But we can't ignore it. 
You know, we can't just not do anything about it. And if your idea of church over the, over the course of your life has been just coming to church, there's more to it than that. And Jesus wanted you to live life to its fullest. And I promise you, you're going to experience a fuller life when you grab hold of the more. When you take on more of what Jesus was saying, when you walk with him more, you're going to be filled up more. It's really amazing as we begin to surrender and sacrifice, he he fills us up even more. And I, I think the ultimate reason is because it goes against our selfish nature. And at the end of the day, it, we're a part of something. We're a part of something bigger and there's purpose and there's uh, just excitement around it. And so, uh, that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I, I read it often because just that reminder that I am responsible. I am one of the people that is responsible as a minister of reconciliation for others. And I, you know, I need to have a heart uh, for that. So I did, I did want to flip over Matthew uh, 28, the Great Commission. We, we talk about this often. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing how... I missed it for a lot of years, and it's why I talk about it often. I don't want anybody else to miss it. You know, that Jesus has this entire ministry, and he sets these guys up, and he prepares them. He equips them uh, for all this work, and and he's about to, uh, you know, ascend. And and some of his last words there are are recorded in the end of Matthew, uh, verse 16. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain, to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go, or it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So this is the, the, the great mission of Christ, and we're... That's why it's called a co-mission, because we're co-laboring with Christ, right? We're, we're on this mission with Him. And it's interesting, I love that He says, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, there's an and right there. Because so many of us so, so often get really caught up in the salvation part and the going to heaven part, which obviously isn't super important. We all want to be in heaven and we want to be saved. But there's an and, and it says, and teaching them to, to obey all that I have commanded you to observe. Um, and so there's, there's the whole, that's the discipleship process, right? That we learn to follow after Jesus. That's the process we saw these, these 12 guys go through with him. And it's the same process I believe we're supposed to repeat with others. And so we need to come alongside them, help them where they are, and help them take that next step and grow. Uh, it's it's a huge part of the church and what we're supposed to be doing. And then the neat thing is, as we mature in Christ, the people in our life are going to be impacted. The unchurched, the outcast, the, the atheist, the whatever, uh, whoever is in your sphere of influence is going to be impacted the more mature you grow in Christ. And God not only designed it with the power of the Holy Spirit to be inside of us working that out, but He designed it that we're in this community of believers called the church. And the church is much bigger than Cross Plains, but obviously this is kind of where we call home. 
and and I love it. I, I love our people here. Um, but again, it's not so we just have each other and we're closed in and, and no one else can be. No, it's so we can go out and, and show the world who Jesus and the Father are and, and invite them into this relationship uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So we, we got to do our part and we got to we got to own up to this and and be honest about where we are and what we need to work on and start letting people know that and cuz somebody can help you grow someone's going to help sharpen you someone's going to help encourage you and lift you up and and that that's why we're in all this together so um i i wanted to end with uh uh mark 12 and this is another one we we spend a lot of time uh talking about and rightly so because Jesus said that everything hangs on these two commandments. And I wanted to wrap it up right here just as, just as a final note and an encouragement to you. Uh, he, was, he was being uh, interrogated <laughs> again by the Pharisees, you know, and they were trying to trap him. And so start, it's, it's Mark 12, starting in verse 28. And it says, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing what he answered them well, uh, seeing that he answered them well, ask him, which commandment is the most important of all? And if you've been in church very long uh, with us, or hopefully anywhere, you've heard this, you know. Uh, I hope this isn't news to you, but if it is, I'm glad you're hearing it for the first time. But Jesus answered, the most important is, and then we know he quotes Deuteronomy, right? He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Again, back to the spiritual disciplines. This is a huge part of that, this growth process and this relationship with the Father. That we're growing to to do these things, that we love God with everything that we are, that our purpose becomes that. Because it takes away so much. It takes away our ego and our pride. It takes away what, what other people think about us. It takes away us trying to justify ourselves. There's just so much we've talked about over the last uh, eight, nine, ten weeks that fits into this. Because like Jesus said, everything's going to hang on these two statements. And that's the first one. And he doesn't stop. You know, I've, I always love that. He doesn't stop. Uh, he, he says that commandment and then he in, you know, immediately says, and the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And it's funny, he uses the word commandment again, singular, and then he says, than these. Uh, because it is my belief, it is my conviction that those are not separable, that they are together. Um, I do believe you can attempt to love other people and not love God, but I don't. I I, I just feel like that love is even tainted uh, when God's not at the heart of it. But I don't see how we can love God and not love other people. Uh, they're together. Jesus put them together. Uh, he talked about everything hanging on those things, and and that's really um, what what it boils down to. You know that I want to be in relationship with my Father. And through the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me, so that so that I can learn to love others the way I'm supposed to. This genuine 
um, just untainted love, that it's pure and it's right. Because how often does our selfishness get in the way when we try to love? It, it just happens. It does for me. It does for all of us. We're, we are human, you know? And, and God wants to come alongside of us and through His power um, do something amazing and glorious in, in each of us. And then it comes together and it's even better, you know, when we're, we're in community with it. So, uh, I, you know, I just wanted to share that. So that's what was on my heart for today. And I'm so excited uh, about next Sunday and getting to, to be back together with you all. And I, and I hope you're able to make it out. If you're not, again, we understand uh, everybody is not in the same place and that is okay. Where you are is okay. And we love you and we want to be able to love you where you are, just like God does. And so, um, so you, you do what you know is best for you and your family. And, you know, as this thing progresses, I hope it gets uh, better and better and we're able to be back up in, in, the, in the sanctuary and here together and, and worshiping and, and what a glorious day, you know. And it even just makes me long for heaven even more too because all of us being together, I mean, I just think about that with this social distancing thing and we all get to be together and just worship the King together, the whole, the whole church. And it is going to be just awesome. And so I can't, can't wait for that. But, uh, but while we still got time here, I know, I just know without a shadow of a doubt, our mission is, is to go make disciples. And we know that because Jesus told us to do that. So I love you, church. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Let me close this out with prayer and we'll be done for the day. God bless you. Father, thank you again for your words that you have given to us, Lord, and help us to, to become that. Help us to learn to surrender. God, help us to learn to be obedient. God, in whatever place that we are, whatever step we need to, to do next to kind of get us on this track, Lord. And if we're on the track, God, I, I pray that you're just lift, just lifting us up and encouraging us and, and helping us with it, God, because we can't do this without you, Lord. And so... Um, God, whatever phase we are in, I pray that you open our eyes up to the truth. You open our ears up, our heart, our mind. God, and then we learn to love you with all of those things. And we learn to love our neighbor as ourself. God, thank you uh, for our time together. Just, just be with all, everyone who's, who's heard this message. Be with your church. Be with us during this pandemic as it continues on. And help us to have wisdom and discernment with, with how to respond to it and how to love each other through it. God, we love you. Thank you for Jesus and his sacrifice for us. And we ask all this in his holy name. Amen. Have a great day, church.